Hi, welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Alex Papas, Senior Pastor at Oceans Unite Christian Center. Well, it's wonderful to see you all this morning in 2022, and you look much better than you did in 2021, amen? I just want to say to all of you that didn't come to the New Year's Eve service, shame on you. Some of you are very upset. That's okay. We were at church giving glory to the king. Amen. <laughs> it's okay. You will be forgiven. <laughs> I hope you had a good New Year's celebration with your family or wherever you were. We were here at church, some of us. We had a great time. I'm sure you had a great time wherever you were. It's good that you came to the first Sunday. Those who don't start well, you know, they say the early bird catches the worm. If you weren't at church the first Sunday of the year, you're in big trouble because <laughs> you've missed the first. Anyway, okay. So I just want to encourage you. We have um, our Daniel fast coming up next week, Sunday. We start. You can start whenever you want on Sunday. Most of the time, the way we do it is we start in the evening. So you'll have your last meal on Sunday evening. And you'll have your first meal Sunday evening on the 29th. That's how we do it. If you want to do it that way, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. You don't have to do the Daniel fast, but if you'd like to join in with us, it's a very powerful thing. We have seen God bless this church in the most incredible ways when we do these fasts every year. It's just a way to refresh your, 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 your sharpness with the Lord. It's just a way that we come and we consecrate ourselves. It's a decision that you make out of your own completely your own free desire or will and you have to decide to do it or not but we do see great results from it you know it's not that God will do any more or less but when you do fast and when you do pray and seek God there's no question that you become more sensitive to him so it's a very powerful thing and again we've done it as a church since the inception of this church in 2015 every year we've done a Daniel fast and um, some people do, you know, different kinds of fasts during that time. We just put the Daniel fast out because it's the easiest. Amen. Fasting TV doesn't count. Okay. Okay. If you want to fast TV, that's fine. Okay. It's your sacrifice to God. Okay. Some people have one meal a day. Some people, you know, fast different things. I, I tell you, just fasting coffee is such a sacrifice for me. So, <laughs> you know, but you can do whatever kind of fast you like, but we do, we just put the Daniel fast out there for people that are kind of getting into fasting because it is a little bit easier. All right. Is everybody okay this morning? Are you all still saved? Did you do? Okay. All right. Well, this morning we're going to be talking about the favor of God. And let me see by a show of hands, how many of you in this room would desire to have God's favor in your life. If you didn't lift your hand, there will be prayer available at the end of the service. I think every one of us want God's favor in our life. And I think every one of us desire that God would look at us and actually favor us, or maybe even perhaps we could be one of God's favorites. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that I'm one of God's favorites. It's really not funny. 
And I'm going to teach you a little bit about what that means. And I'm going to answer the question today, does God have favorites? And then let's ask another question. Could you be one of God's favorites? So favor is obviously very important. If you have been living long enough, you'd want to have favor in your life, whether it be in your job, in your family, you want to have favor. But most of us look for satisfaction from all kinds of things in, 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 in life. So Proverbs 22 verse 1 says it like this. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver or gold or and gold. So we can see that favor is something that we should go after. In fact, it suggests here in Proverbs that we should seek after favor or love favor more than riches, more than silver, gold. We should go after the favor of God more than anything. And there's many reasons for that. We can see that many people would try and find some kind of um, contentment, satisfaction from fame or riches or different things, success in life. And I think that a lot of those things give you some form of temporary happiness or temporary, you know, satisfaction, but it doesn't really last that long. I think that without any question, the place where we would find true happiness, satisfaction in our life would be to walk in total favor with God. I mean, if you know God's favors on your life, He's blessing you, His hand is upon you, you just really can't go wrong. Can you say amen? So in Scripture, and specifically in the Old Testament, it's very clear that there are individuals that walked with God's favor on their life. Let's take a look at one or two of them, and then we'll dive into what favor is and how we get favor. So we know that Abraham found favor with God. Genesis 18, verse number 1. Genesis 18, verse number 1. Then the Lord appeared to him by the Tabernacle trees at Mamre, and this is Abraham, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. And so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. And we know that the Lord stayed with him, and they had quite a discussion. But without any question, it's clear from Scripture that God's favor rested on Abraham. In fact, God made him a father of nations. His descendants would be like the sand on the, on the, on the beach and the, the stars in the sky. So many of you will know that you are a descendant of Abraham. I think that's favor. He had God's favor on his life. One of my personal favorite characters in Scripture is David, King David. There is no question that God favored David or God's favor rested on David to the point where David was not only favored by God, but even had favor with men. 1 Samuel 16, 22 says, Then Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. He has found favor with me. We know from Scripture that Daniel was favored by God, that the favor of the Lord was upon Daniel. Jacob had found favor with God. 
We know that Noah had favor with God. Many, many characters in Scripture. Throughout the Old Testament specifically, we see that word favor used. One thing about favor, and I mentioned this a little earlier, is that favor will bring satisfaction in our lives. How many of you want to have satisfaction? I think it's something we all really seek after. I see a lot of people that are restless. They have a restless soul. And the reason why a lot of them have a restless soul is because they're looking for something. I want you to know that what you're looking for is God's favor. And the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 33 verse 23, and of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor. What satisfied Naphtali was God's favor. What is a result of that favor? Full of blessings of the Lord possessors of the west and the south. So we can see that along with favor comes God's blessing. And so we see that they were satisfied with God's favor. It brought satisfaction to them. God's favor will do exactly the same thing for you. It will bring you to a place of peace. It will bring you to a place of satisfaction. How many of you have heard preachers, especially, they'll say something like this, you can decide what kind of preachers these are. They'll say, favor isn't fair. Well, favor isn't fair. But today you're going to find out why. It's not fair, but it's wonderful. Favor, God's favor, is absolutely wonderful. Now, let's take a look. You see, one of the results of God's favor is not only will he give you blessings, not only will he give you favor, but he will also give you favor with men, with people around you. Proverbs 3 verse 3 says this, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem, watch this now, in the sight of God and man. And man. The truth, I love this. He gives us a real clue here. He says that mercy, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Don't let mercy forsake you. Don't let truth forsake you. There will be a result from truth and mercy. That result will be favor. And he says that that favor will not only come from God, but God will give you favor with man as well. We all know the story of Esther. Esther, how many of you know, was favored by God. But not only with God. God gave Esther favor with man as well. The king, verse, uh, Esther 2 verse 17 says this, The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Listen, when the favor of God is on you, you will be placed above other people, and no one will understand why. It will just simply be because God's favor is on you. Listen, every one of you in this place, if you work for a boss, you want favor with your boss. If you're in a marriage, you want favor with your wife. Come on. If you have children, how many of you want your children to favor you? I'm not saying over your wife, but you want that favor in your life. You want to experience that favor. We need favor with men. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 2 verse 26 that the child Samuel 
grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. Some people will say, well, you know, as long as I have God's favor, that's all that I need. I want you to understand when God's favor is on you, favor with man will naturally come your way. And it's important. We need God's favor. You see, Esther would not have been able to deliver the entire nation of Israel if she hadn't received favor from men. But that favor came from God. Come on, I just need a little bit of an amen or some kind of a response from you. Just let me know you're on the same page. Did you know that even Jesus had favor with man? Luke 2 verse 52 says this, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, watch this, and in favor with God and men. This is amazing. Jesus increased in favor. He increased in wisdom. We increased in stature. We know as he grew up, so favor, uh, uh, wisdom, and stature increased in his life, but not only with God, but also with men. Listen, everywhere that Jesus went, how many of you know that favor that rested upon him allowed the kingdom of God to be manifest on earth? People's lives were touched. People's lives were delivered. People were saved. People were set free. People encountered the goodness of God. I don't know about you, but I think that's favor. That's God's favor in his life. Amen. So what exactly is favor? Favor isn't fair. But how many of you know we all want it? I want to be favored by God. I want to be one of his favorites. Well, it's very interesting because the Greek word for favor is the word charis or charis, if you want to say it for some of you that might know the word. And when I say the word charis or charis, immediately you're going to think of a completely different word. What is that word? The word charis also means grace. It means grace. So what is favor? Favor is grace. That's what it is. It's the same thing, really. In fact, let me give you an example from the Old Testament. In Genesis 6, verse number 8, it says this, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Or you could say, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So it's the same thing. Grace and favor is the same thing. The problem is we want to separate them because we feel that grace can come to us, but favor we need to earn. And the truth is, it's the same word. It means the same thing. In other words, the same way that we receive grace is the same way that we receive favor. Why? Because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So if grace and favor is the same thing, how do we receive it? I'm so glad you're asking so many questions this morning. How do we receive grace? How do we receive favor? There's a scripture that comes to mind in Proverbs 12, verse number 2. And I think all of us can relate to this when it comes to favor specifically. Proverbs 12, verse number 2. A good man, everybody say good man, obtains favor from the Lord. But a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn. The Lord will condemn them. That's what it says. So the key to favor is to be a good man. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you in this room would consider yourself to be good? Put your hands down, man. 
the truth is, none of us are really good within ourselves. None of us can boast and say, well, you know what? I'm a good man. The fact is, is when you walk out that door, you might do something that isn't good. You may say something that isn't good. You may talk to your husband or to your wife in a way that no one would think that you're good. You may behave or do something, say something, whatever it is that could say, we could say, listen, you know, he's okay, he's okay, but he's not really that good. So how do we become good? And what is good? What does it mean to be good? Because we want to find out how do we become or how do we get favor? So Let's take a look at what Psalm 5, verse number 12 says. Psalm 5, verse number 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. What is a righteous man? A righteous man is a good man. Come on, are you with me? And he says here, you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. How? With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. In other words, if you are righteous, if you are good, then you will walk and be surrounded by the favor of God. I don't know about you, but there's no other way I want to live my life. I want to experience God's grace. I want to experience His favor in everything I do, every decision I make, every, every decision I'm going to make. When it comes to my children, when it comes to my family, when it comes to the business, when it comes to everything I do, I want to see God's hand. I want to see his favor. Listen, when I planted the church six years ago, nearly seven years ago, seven years ago now, right? Seven years ago. 2015, can I count? Seven years ago. It was incredible to see God's favor. The way that God would begin to do things was unbelievable. I've shared with you many, many times. But I was listening to something that I said a few years ago. And in listening to that, I was reminded of some of the small miracles that took place. For example, God spoke to me in the most miraculous way about getting the building. But when we ended up finally getting to the place where we've seen the miracles, we've seen God move, it's amazing we're going to get the building, the landlord didn't want to give it to us. But God's favor changed her heart, and we ended up getting the building. It was incredible. I remember going to the building department and Scott and other people that were helping me with building the church would say to me, listen, what you're trying to do in just a few months is absolutely impossible. There's just no way. We went to the building department. The building department let me know that to get these permits can take weeks. We got the permit in one day for that specific thing we were trying to do. What do you call that? You call that favor. That's God's favor. Okay? And you'll understand in just a little bit why I had that favor. And I believe I still have that favor. But you must understand something. I said something in just, a, just a second ago that you must pay attention to. I said I believed that I had that favor. See, that's really important. You can't earn God's favor. There's only one way to get it. There's only one way to get God's favor. I'm going to keep you hanging just a little bit more. Just hang on. I want to give you a few more scriptures first. Is that okay? We know that we have to be righteous. So Romans 4 verse 3 says this. For what does the scripture say? Let's go back to Abraham. Abraham believed. Everybody say believed. Say it again. Believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. 
So what did Abraham have to do to be made righteous? He had to believe. You see, I believed God really called us to plant this church. I believe God really had a plan for us. And when we got the building, I believed this was the building. Now, I'm not speaking about name it, claim it, anything like that. I just believed God. And when I believed God, I saw his hand of favor on my life. Why? Because I was righteous. Why was I righteous? Because I believed. What did I believe? I believed he was who he said he was. I believed his name was the name above every name. I believed that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I believed that he was with me. I believed that he called me. I believed that he could do miracles the same way that he did before. I believe. That's all it takes is to believe. <clears throat> Look at what it says. It says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. In other words, if you think that you can earn that righteousness by what you do, you are missing it because that isn't favor. Earning it is you'll get your reward. Favor is getting it when you don't work for it. Favor is getting it when it is given to you. What does that mean? That means that you receive it because Jesus paid for you to be made righteous. That righteousness entitles you to grace or favor. That favor naturally is yours because you believe. Now, believing obviously causes a response. That response, you can see the fruits of that true belief in God by the way that you live your life. Right? Amen. So Ephesians 2 verse number 8 says this, For by grace you have been saved, through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So how do we get it? How do we get grace? How do we get faith? We have to, come on, say it louder. We have to believe. If we believe that he is the son of God, if we believe that he died and rose again, if we believe that he is the Lord of my life, if we believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, you will begin to see his grace and his favor upon your life in the most miraculous way. Listen, you see, don't get confused. Grace and favor must always be coming to you. Jesus grew in grace and favor. We also need more favor. John 5 verse 13 says this, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So we believe, right? That you may know that you have eternal life. You have received grace because you believed. But that's not all. And that you may continue. Everyone say continue. Continue to believe. Why? Because you need more grace. You need more favor to be poured out over your life. That you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You see, it doesn't help that you believed in 1997. It doesn't help that you believed in 1978. Is your life showing that you still believe today? Is your faith still in the Son of God? Do you still believe that Jesus can do something miraculous in your life? Or have you lost it? Favor stays with you if you continue to believe. But you must continue to believe. You see, the Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you, right? Right. But you can leave him. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, yes, you can. 
You have a free choice. You are the one who can reject that grace. How do you reject grace? How do you reject favor? By not believing anymore. If you don't believe, it doesn't get poured out anymore. That's how people walk away. They stop believing. They stop having faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But His favor is available to us. All we have to do is believe. It's not that difficult. That's why I taught you on New Year's Eve for those that are really Christians. I taught you. <laughs> it's okay. You can go listen to the teaching. I taught you. I taught you, I shared with you how I'm so, I'm so aware of that in 2022, you will need to rely on God's word like never before. You will need to rely on his word. When you look to the west, to the west, when you look to the east, to the north and the south, and you hear all kinds of voices and all kinds of things, you're going to be, you're going to have to make a choice. And how many of you want to make a choice that will release God's favor? How many of you want to make a choice that will release God's grace? When it's going rough for others, the hand of the Lord will still be on you. What do you have to do? You have to believe. So that's why you have to make choices according to his word. Because there's going to be all kinds of things that will come your way. And the only place you'll find truth and life and the way and the answer will be in God's word. So we need to seek his word. Why? We need to seek him. Why? So we can walk in favor. Well, now you're trying to make it works again. No, I'm not. Not at all. But seeking him is a direct result of someone that believes. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You want the blessing? You want favor? You want grace to be poured out over you? Where do you go first? Whose answer do you seek before anybody else's? Whose voice are you asking to lead you in all decisions? That's why the Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Why? Because they have matured. They've gotten to a place where they are led by the voice of God. They are His sons. You and I should be exactly like that, and we should walk in his favor because it's been given to us. Why? Because we have been made righteous. You have been made righteous. In other words, because of his righteousness, yes, you are good. But not of yourself. It is the gift of God that has been poured out over you. And all you have to do to get it is to believe. That's it. Now, I want to show you something really important because I think many of us have a tendency to believe that God's favor leaves us when things go a little bit rough. How many of you can say that's me? Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> it is funny. Okay, let me give you one scripture here real quick about someone in scripture that walked with God I'm not in any way following my notes now, so I have to find it. There it is. All right. Here's someone that had found incredible favor with the Lord. And we look at her life and think, man, 
she not only had favor, but the Bible refers to the favor that she has as highly favored. She was highly favored. Most of you already know who I'm talking about. Luke 1.30 says this, Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I think that's incredible. Mary, a virgin, between the age of 14 and 16, most scholars believe she was around 14 years old. An angel appears to her, tells her, listen, you're going to have the Son of God. Now I'm paraphrasing. You're going to have the Son of God. And by the way, you are blessed. You are highly favored. Grace will be poured out upon you. Favor will be poured out upon you. It's going to be awesome, Mary. You're going to have the Son of God. Listen, I don't want to tell you about what that means. Let's take a look at what it means. It means that when she ends up coming out of all of this and she starts to show, people start accusing her of being an adulterer. It means that when she, was, she gave birth to the Savior in a stable because they had to hire, they had to go into, to Bethlehem. It means that somewhere between Jesus being 33 years old and her being 14, she lost her husband, Joseph, because we know from Scripture that he wasn't around at Jesus' death. So she lost her husband very young. That favor looks like her son being crucified at 33 years old. That's what favor looks like. Listen, favor doesn't mean it's always going to go well. Favor doesn't mean it's always going to be rosy and peachy. But favor means you follow his word. You follow his will. Listen. And, and, and to this day, people refer to Mary as highly favored, blessed amongst women. She was blessed. Why? Because she believed. She believed. Listen, she asked a question. She said, how can this be? For I have not known a man. All that means, she didn't doubt. It just means that, listen, it's not practical. I haven't done anything with anybody. Knew a man. Adam knew Eve. And had, had a, Janice, are you with me? It was a good question. Nothing wrong. You can ask questions, but you must believe. Otherwise, you won't receive. That's why she said, be it unto me as you have said. Be it unto me. In other words, I believe. And she went through it. And she had an incredible, I mean, imagine. She raised the son of God. He never cried. He never pooped anything. Can you imagine? I'm sure he did all of that. Just saying. The point is this. Is that favor doesn't look like perfection. Jesus grew in favor, but still had to be crucified, mocked. So when you have favor, you can expect some persecution. You can expect trials and tribulation. But God will give you the grace and the favor to walk right through it. He'll give you the favor and the grace to walk right through it. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that I have God's favor on my life. I have his grace on my life. And I can say that with confidence and boldness. How do I know it? I know it because I believe. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you favored by God? Yes, you are. Are you one of his favorites? Yes, you are. Why? Because he loves you. Listen, I heard somebody say this, and I'm stealing it because it was so good. He said this. He said, I didn't tell the first service this, but I'll tell you this anyway, that I stole it. Anyway, so he said, you know, if you have children and someone says to you, do you have a favorite? 
what would you say? No. Which one is your favorite? All of them. Both of them. They're both my favorite. So yes, you're a favorite, but he loves you all. He favors you all. You see, the Bible doesn't tell us that God loved David more than anybody. The Bible tells us that David was a man after God's heart. Why? Because David responded to the call of God. Can you imagine being anointed as king? The oil gets poured over you. Now you've got to get up and go back to be a shepherd boy. You've got to walk humbly and wait for your time. When you get an opportunity to kill God's anointed because he's evil and doing everything wrong, you wait. Listen, David made good choices. Why? Because he believed. He believed God. He believed God's word. In 2022, church, believe God's word. Believe in him. Listen, he believes in you. He has given you grace. He has given you favor. He wants to bless you. He wants to use you in this next year. He wants to do great things through you. And all you really have to do is believe. Your life will tell the story of whether you do or whether you don't. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a clap. Amen. 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 I think I just want to see if there's anything good that I've left out. I think you get the point this morning. You have been made righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross, not your works. In other words, if you believe that that is true and you believe he's the son of God, he died and was ris- and r- risen from the dead and he's your Lord, that means that you have favor already. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to try for it. It's yours. You see, many people want to try and make you or try and force you to do something to become more spiritual. Listen, would you like it if someone forced you to be in relationship with them? Would you like it if someone forced you to spend time with them? God is interested in how your heart is for him. I can't make you pray so much, read the Bible so much. That must be your desire. It's not what I want you to do that will make you holy or make you better. Everything you do is in vain. He's already done it for you. All that does is it opens your eyes to his goodness. It opens your eyes. You'll grow in knowledge, wisdom, closer to the Lord. Seek Him and draw nearer to Him. But nobody can force you to do anything. Favor is already available to you. The more you do for Him, the more you seek Him, the more you'll just see it manifest in your life. And that comes through faith. That comes by believing. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more teaching like this and other material, please visit our website at www.oceansunite.com.